Hey legends, Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast, the podcast where we share all things network marketing, social media, branding, leadership, mindset, and the occasional interviews with rising stars and network marketing legends. Fasten the belt, get ready, get excited, hit that subscribe button because we're going to get ready for the next episode coming up now. Hey, 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 legends, Fraser Brooks here uh, today with the, uh, the network. Blah, 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 blah. Do it again. Hey, 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 <laughs> you're making me nervous. <laughs> hey, 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 legends, Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast, episode 160 something. And today I am joined by the most incredible human you can ever meet, the, definitely the most glamorous person in network marketing, uh, Denny Robinson. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, Fraser, I'm so excited to be here with you. Hey, the funny thing is, is you guys won't have listened to it because it was in a little bit of a, the edit, but I messed up the Hey, Hey, Hey Legends for the first time in 162 episodes because Denny's just <laughs> making me all nervous and like, woo, because she's amazing. So for those of you who have listened to the podcast uh, since the beginning, you will know that I actually referenced Denny once or twice before in previous episodes uh, she's a great trainer. She's a great network marketer. She's an incredible human being. Uh, and every room that she's in, everyone knows who she is in the network marketing game. So if you haven't heard of her, then go look her up on social media, follow her because her insights uh, is just is just really good. And you do a really good job documenting it on social media as well, I must say. You, uh, Thank you, you. You're doing really good. It's really good to see. So Denny, for the, for the guys who don't know you, I've just got some real simple quick fire questions i would say quick quick fire questions but sometimes they're not always quick um so here we go pizza or pasta pizza what kind of pizza what's like your favorite toppings i love all the things on it i love the meat i love the cheese i love all the vegetables as much as i can put on the pizza <laughs> so but then when you've got too much on the pizza like you have to like two hand it, don't you? Because you got to hold like the outer side, then you got to hold the inner. It can get messy. Yes, it can get messy. But if you were to ask my children, when it's so messy and there's too much bread, I just scrape all the stuff off the top, and I often eat the top. Yes, I do. True <laughs> confessions on this podcast. That's you heard it here first, everyone. You heard it here first, and you know what? I can relate because I do the same thing. Uh, like I do the, I do the exact same thing. I'm one of these weird people. I don't like the taste of mushrooms, but I love the flavor of mushrooms. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm also the same with garlic as well. I don't like, don't like the taste of it. I love the smell. Like I like the flavor. Shut up, Fraser. It's not you. We can still be friends. We can still be friends. Cause I like those things. Yeah. I am so happy about that. Um, beaches or cities. Oh, beaches. Flip flops or sneakers. Mm, flip-flops <laughs> oh you, you you're you're basically me uh <laughs> you, you're basically me so i know that you are the sporty type you're amazing at this so wakeboarding no wake surfing wake surfing i think you call it wake mm -hmm. surfing or golf wake surfing i'm much better at it but i'm learning golf so for now wake surfing but you know what i didn't even wake surf until two years ago and hey i'm pretty dang good I'm you are good. You, you that's that's putting it like you're you're being subtle with that you are like you're pro level from what i can see uh you're doing real good isn't it funny as well the things that we're good at we, we like to say we enjoy more 
Um, it's kind of it's kind of fun, that isn't it? Um, all right. So if you were to get into if you were to get stuck into some personal development, do you prefer reading, watching, or listening? Probably listening. I'm always listening to Audible books, but I'm also always reading. I'm a voracious reader. Um, every single day I'm pouring into myself, you know, to, to become more, hopefully who I am right now compared to who this young woman I was when I got started in this profession at 20 years of age is simply a whisper, you know, of who I am now. I, I, I absolutely love it. So let's talk more about that then. So, so obviously for the people who know, maybe they get to some, some sort of insight into you now, but like, all right, yeah, I'm, you know, I can, I'm, I'm like, her. Mm-hmm. she's like me, we, I can relate. Take us back to when you got started in network marketing, maybe even before, how did you find network marketing? Like what made you decide to like get involved in it? And what's been the, what's been the story to get to where you are now? Well, let's see, that's 35 years ago. So I'll <laughs> rerun the reel really quickly. 30,000 foot flyover, um, Fraser is I grew up in a family of seven children. I'm number six of seven and we were raised to work. You know, the phrase around my house was use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. Uh, By the time I was 12, I, you know, had my first job. I had to start buying all of my own toiletries. By the age 14, I had to buy all of my own clothing. I graduated at 16. I took two years in one and went to college. And literally, I had just turned 17 and my parents dropped me off at college and said, bye-bye, we love you. You can do this, you know, and... um, my father, again, nothing, he was raised in the Great Depression. And so it was about working. And he would always say, Denny, you can, you know, be, do and have anything you want, if you're willing to work for it. And somehow, you know, there was no choice. But I also, I believed him. So went to college for two years, Uh, Tom and I then got married. So you guys, I wasn't even quite 19, got married, had my first child before I was 20. We were living in a 40 foot travel trailer, count that again, 40 feet, two tip outs. Tom was working Highline Construction and I went to my first, um, you know, I I went to a Tupperware party, Fraser, and literally I just wanted the free stuff. And, uh, you know, there wasn't a huge amount of money. And so they said, you can do six parties and get the free stuff. And I said, well, that's what I wanna do. Uh, The next week, Frazier, I went to my first meeting and found out that managers drove company cars. And I said, well, that's what I want to do. And in literally just over two months, I had my first company car. And people, you know, the age I was, you know, most people are were even my age right now. And people would often say to those other managers, who's that teenager driving your car around town? And they would say, well, she's not quite a teenager, but that's her own company car. I then um, told Tom, I think I can make some money in this thing. And if you'll go back to college. So I put him through college and graduate school um, and then came out with no no debt, money in the bank and um, did that for 10 years, had 10 company cars. And that's really where I cut my teeth. So I always tell people, I didn't get a college education, you know, but I, I finished a Tupperware university, the skills that I've now used to propel me to where I am now. Truly, and and you and you will as you say you will have learned things in that period that people in college university would have only ever dreamed of. Like you learn people skills, you learn emotional intelligence, you learn leadership, you learn all these different things. So 
in in that time, in that ten years, were you were you reading books? Were there mentors? Were you learning things from events? Were you just like hungry to learn? I was always hungry to learn, and I was always watching other top managers, um, you know, in the nation. Now, also during this time, you know, Fraser, I had four children. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I actually had four children by the time I was twenty-eight. So we were busy, 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 busy. Um, <laughs> But I remember Tom used to say, I'd be like, I want to remodel the kitchen. He'd say, well, you know, if you pay for it, I'd be like, okay. Cause I knew if I just did X amount more. Um, but the other thing, Treasure, is during that time, we actually uh, moved quite a few times. I had to start my business over five different times. So in cold markets where I didn't know anybody. And of course, back in the day, you would find me, um, I used to, call people out of the phone book. I used to drive to neighborhoods that had what looked like kids and friendly neighborhoods. I would knock on their doors, introduce myself. I would take my van full of Tupperware, set it up in front of grocery stores. Um, I always use the three foot rule. And for those of you who are the younger generation, what's the three foot rule? That is, you know, if someone was in, you're laughing, Frazier, within three feet of you, you talk to them. If not, you move a little closer. And so I just got really good at making friends. And, you know, my mother raised us with, you know, a friend was just a, you know, a stranger was just a friend you hadn't met yet. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really what has always propelled my business. And to learn, you guys write this down, always be more interested than interesting, because you can make more friends doing that than you can ever do it just by interesting, right? I, I, I just find it absolutely hilarious how we, we, we now have to explain what the three foot rule was. <laughs> I know. Or I is, know I it know. still is a thing, right? It's, but like, it's so funny that now people think like what three foot rule is like, you can't be within three feet of each other, right? Because of the whole COVID I thing. Know. Like, oh, is that right? Is that such a, yeah. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. But I, I think that's so cool. I think there was, um, there's like a, like in the sales game, there's the ABC is always be closing. Well, mm-hmm. I've always been a kind of against the sales in network marketing. I've always been like, always be mm-hmm. like you, always be connecting because mm-hmm. the connection comes before the commission. The conversation Truly. comes before the commission in, in this game, right? Truly. So, so then, then along, I've got a question actually, because my auntie has nine children. Wow. Uh, and so, and, and all our family live in the same, I mean, I'm in Dubai, but like, the family, but apart from me and Svetlana, all the family live in the same village of like 30, 35,000 population. So it's one of those villages that everyone knows who you are mm-hmm. and what you do and your family and the lines of heritage and all this random thing. It's a bit, bit of an interesting place. But I, and I know how crazy it can be when you've got a lot of, you know, a big family, but you can also be very close as well. Did they ever get involved in network marketing? Um, one of Tom's sisters did for a little bit of time, but no. And actually in the company I am in now, and Fraser, I'm blessed and honored to be the number two global earner. I don't have any family except my daughter has joined me in my business. And that's when people say, really, people don't listen to you, Denny. I'm like all the time. Sometimes you guys, I think that sometimes your own product doesn't work on your own DNA and just get over that. Right. Because uh, other people are looking for you, but no, I, I built it without any family and actually Fraser without friends, you know, um, in the beginning, it was just all brand new people that I met being interested in others. But you, did you speak to your friends and family? Like in the beginning, Absolutely. Did you, but you just, fa- yes. you, 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 you fail, you failed with those people. 
I failed with those people. And, you know, even right now um, in the, in the company I'm in, mm -hmm. I went to some people in the very beginning and it literally has taken them years to come around. And that's why it's so important that, as you mentioned, you're continually following up, but I never am going to hurt a, a relationship if someone tells me no. Um, you know, I, I just go back and keep the conversation open. And you guys, that becomes very attractive to people because people want to see that you're committed, that you know where you're going. And, you know, after a while, Fraser, they couldn't deny what was happening in my life. Yeah, I, I always say longevity creates credibility. And I think mm -hmm. like the longer, the longer someone sees you doing the same thing for, the more credibility you've got. And now we live in an age where you can show people that you're still doing mm -hmm. it. I think one of the classic things that most network marketers get, especially from their friends and family is, are you still doing that little thing? Are you still doing that little <laughs> business? Are you still involved in that, that network marketing thing? Are you still doing that? And if you've moved a few companies, some people do, it's totally fine. Like, what are you doing now? What are you selling now? What are you into now? And if you give people an excuse to eventually stop saying that, eventually they start yeah. looking at it differently. Like, okay, maybe it's working if you're still doing it. And you're still like, you know, staying above water. Like, hmm, okay, that's, uh, that's pretty good. So in this, in this monstrous career where you've not only been successful yourself, you've helped many, many, many people um, probably more people than you can ever imagine change their lives because of the impact of the products. And sometimes you might have, you might have thousands of customers, but those customers might have given, you know, some of the product to a friend that you will never even know of. And it's changed, mm -hmm. it's helped change their life in a way. But have there been any moments where you've gone, oh man, like, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to start all over again. I know you mentioned relocating, but like, oh, I'm gonna have to start all over again. Oh, I think I'm going to throw in the towel this time. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to go get a real job. Has there been any moments where you've wanted to just give up or quit? And if so, how did you get how did you get through it? Oh, absolutely. You know, especially to be I was, you know, a top manager in the nation in each of those places and then to start basically at the beginning. And that's why it's always been good for me because it's taken me back to what a brand new person feels like. Um, but I also had tasted enough success and I always surrounded myself with people who I knew that the dream was possible. And that's why I always tell people it's important to get to events, you know, live or on, uh, on podcasts like this, because what, what I found is that I, I would write these notes down and as I would read them later, I would feel that people had awoken unspoken challenge in me that if I can, you can. And I remember even telling, uh, you know, one of my sponsors, you know, I don't want to know that it's easy. I just like to know that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And for anyone that's listening, there should be no question in your mind at this point. Is this possible? Because Fraser is interviewing them all the time and you mm -hmm. see them out there in the network marketing space. The other thing, Fraser, is, um, you know, my husband has a, a master's degree. My son has a master's degree, but I have this PhD, a public high school diploma. And because of network marketing, you guys, I've gotten an MBA, a massive bank account, right? <laughs> but it's only been in the service of other people. But where else does that happen? Network marketing, like no other profession that I know of, shatters and obliterates the age, race, and gender gap. Like nothing there else, you know, where else in the world could someone like me make this kind of income? 
you know, my husband often, he um, has, a, and he just retired about three weeks ago, Frazier. He sold Come his on. Yes, he did. And, but he's had, you know, a very successful career and a lot of small businesses. And he's often said, Denny, do you understand what you've done here? That you've been able to create this global business. You can travel when, where, wherever you, you want, work with whoever you want. Um, and all you need is this laptop or this cell phone to be in business. And you, the high overhead of a business plus no employees, and he always reiterates no employees. You know, he's often told me before too, he goes like, Denny, you've been my, my most profitable um, client because of all those expenditures that you're not having. That's why he'll often, when people say their investment in buying their kit, he'll correct them and say, that's not an investment. An investment is when you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, into buying a business. And most of those people are in hopes that literally five, seven years down the road, they can make a profit. Mm. Well, in network marketing, you've got this small investment, but the investment is in your time. And in making the relationships and in connecting, but also in developing yourself, which Fraser, that has been the sweetest gift of time for me is the person that I've become in the process for sure. And I, I mean, I, like you, Danny, like I started for the money, but I stayed for the person I became and the people mm. that I met. Like I, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine life without the events, without the personal mm. development, without the without the knowledge, without the mentors, without the people, without incentive trips, without traveling, mm -hmm. without, I, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine life without that. So that's so cool about Tom. That's, that's, because I, I didn't know that. Uh, so that's just, that's just amazing, amazing, amazing news. So I think like grit and determination and sticking with it and not quit. I always say you either grit it or you quit it. That's kind of like, mm -hmm. I always, you know, like if I, if I feel like I want to quit, I always ask myself, okay, I've got to grit it or quit it. What's the alternative? What's the alternative? Mm -hmm. What's the alternative? Uh, and so, but not everyone has that. Not, every, not everyone has that, like, I don't know if it's a trait, a skill, ability, a personality. I don't know. So when you're working with people in your in your organization, as you say, you're number, number two worldwide um, income in a huge company in the network marketing space. Do you ever coach people through this process or are you someone who's like, okay, well, they're going to be quitting by next week. So I'm going to focus on this person over here. How do you deal with that? And I know it, it's, it can be one of those harsh, harsh conversations or tough, tough things to ask. Um, because, you know, some, some people, some people, I don't know, some people react differently to, to what they need or what they can be told. So how do you deal with it? Well, you know, it's interesting. I often tell people, you know, are you going to let me mentor you? And they'll say yes. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes a mentor is going to become a tormentor in mm -hmm. your life. So mm -hmm. let's be able to talk really honest. But, you know, I hear something I'd written down before. Is there anything that grit can't do? Because I define grit as the tendency to pursue long-term goals with passion and persistence. Because persistence driven by passionate interest is more powerful than talent. And, um, you know, years ago, you know, certainly I would say that there was, you know, brilliance on ice is, is not very effective. I was um, just motivated to make things happen. And so that's why I would go to events. I would listen to things. One, one of my greatest talents has also been learning something in whatever form and then implementing it and then course correcting. Because if not, all these notes that all of you are all taking will soon end up on shelf help right yeah. there 
you know, on your bookcase. And it's, so it's always got about be about taking an idea. So as far as grit, you know, I'm always going to give someone a challenge. Hopefully they're going to rise to that, but sometimes, you know, you're going to have to lower the challenge if they, mm -hmm. if that's too much for them, but you guys, all of your life in network marketing, it's going to be about, here's this goal, attaining it, falling back, maybe a little bit, getting back up there and, you know, climbing the ladder of success because no one in network marketing um, fails, you know, just arrives at the top. It's about getting bruised and bloodied. And if, if Frazier and I were to tell you all the people who had told us no before, we'd be over mm -hmm. in the corner in, in, in fetal position. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I've always had big audacious goals, Frazier, as I know you have, but I always tell people that when you um, go on that Zoom, you go on that phone call, you've got to check those goals as if you would a coat. And, and really when, it's, when you're with the people, it's got to be about whom can I help and whom can I serve? And it's amazing how people will serendipi serendipitously show up in your life. That certainly happened in my life. It's so funny, actually, because uh, we have a family friend and he was he was within my one of my dad's like within one of my dad's. I have one dad. He was in my dad's like upline <laughs> somewhere. And his mum mm -hmm. was uh, not many people will remember this, most likely, because I don't even know if they're still around. But when you went to like doctors, surgeries or mm -hmm. you went to like dentists or something in the waiting room, they used to have these kids toys where they had used to have little blocks or beads on wires and you would have to move them from one side to the other. And they were super successful. And like my dad's mentor's mom was the creator of this. And he taught his, this guy like a little lessons. And one day we were in, Amer we were in America, or Canada, sorry, not, not America. We we're in Canada. And the guy came to my dad and said, listen, have you ever been skiing? He said, no. He said, today you're going to go skiing. He said, well, what, are you booked me in for a lesson? He said, no, no, you're going to come with me. And my, you could tell my dad was like, um okay, I don't know how to ski. I have no idea what I'm going to do. My dad, for those of you who don't know, my, dad, my dad's not the most athletic person in the world. Like he's not the person who just can play any sport. He, you know, he needs to like learn it. So he gets taken up to the top of the mountain and he came back black and blue, bruises, cuts, everything. And the mentor said, how do you feel? My dad was like, not great. I'm aching all over. I'm aching in every single bone and part of my body. He said, well, you know, if we did it again, how would you feel? He said, well, I don't really want to do it, but I'll, I'll feel better about doing it. And he said, exactly. And in, that was the lesson. He basically said, the first time you do the challenge, you're gonna, it's going to be rough. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be hard. But you do it again and 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 again. Mm -hmm. And eventually you like it. And it's funny because about two years after that, we went on a family skiing holiday. And pretty much every year since then, we went on like a one week, two week skiing holiday. And even to this day, I absolutely love skiing. But if my dad had said, no, I'm never doing it again after that, I would, I probably would never have skied in my life. So it's, it's always fun when we talk about grit and determination. I'm, I was the person who got thrown in at the deep end um, because my dad got thrown in at the deep end. And if I didn't like it, you know, I, maybe I didn't do it again, but so Within within your kind of your within your career, uh, you've obviously seen a lot. You've seen a lot of ups. You've seen a lot of downs. You've helped a lot of people. You grow. You've helped. You've seen a lot of people quit and all that fun stuff. What would you say have been maybe like some of the fundamentals that you've seen the people who have been able to become full time? What have they shown like to you when you're working with them? Has there been like some like principles or traits or 
something within them, you're like, yeah, they all seem to have, they all seem to have that one thing. First of all, I think sometimes I can just see it in their eyes, you know, <laughs> they're, 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 they're hungry, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're willing to do the work, they're coachable, and they're hungry. First of all, I always, I kind of have this thing that I call um, how I look at people when they come to the business. They're either consumers, connectors, builders, or leaders. Now, at any time, a connector can become a, you know, a builder. But what often happens, Fraser, you see this as well, someone sponsors someone and goes, I have sponsored my next diamond. Well, that person has no intention except to be a consumer. Then there's the people who are the connectors. And I always say, you've got to get underneath the connector because they're the life of the party. They know everybody, but they're not always very good at following up and following through. Then there's the people who come into your business who are, you know, they're the builders. They're like, tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. They're calling you. They're on every Zoom. They're bringing people to the table. And then there's the people who I really are, they're the leaders that they come in and go, you know, with or without you, I'm doing this thing. Get out of my way. Um, and, and then they just continue. But that's why it's important as you grow an organization, as Jim Rohn would say, you can work with a thousand people, but you can't carry three on your back. Mm -hmm. That's why you've got to have systems and organizations that you can plug everybody into. But um, that's, it, you know, as you know, Eric is always telling us, Eric Worry, to give people assignments and they're going to either rise to that assignment or maybe fall below or they're going to exceed your expectation so you can give them the next assignment, don't you think? Yeah, no, 100%. I've, my, my entire life has been based on, on assignments. Mm -hmm. uh, my first mentor was my, was my running teacher, uh, like my sprint coach. And he was the guy, because I used to walk around and speak with my mouth and my hand in front of my mouth because I had a gummy smile and everyone made fun of me. <laughs> and he was the first person who got me to move my hand from away from my mouth. And it was all, it was all assignments. And he, he taught us assignment, assignments, uh, acknowledge, acknowledge, and, you know, sorry, assignments, accountability and acknowledge. So you have an assignment, but you need to set, you need to set some sort of deadline. Yeah. Uh, and then once they do it, whether they do it well or not, you, you acknowledge people and people always feel so good. And I think network marketing gives people the ability to feel so good about their activity because in your job, it's not a good thing to be praised mm -hmm. for your activity because then you start thinking, well, he keeps praising me. Maybe I should ask for a raise. And then you ask for a raise and you don't get it. And then you think it wasn't sincere. So it's, it's, so, it's just so powerful. So if you were to take a great, and, and by the way, guys, I do say this a lot when I do these podcasts, I have not sent any questions, right? I literally like do not, don't say any, Denny's had no kind of warning about the questions I'm coming. I just kind of throw them as they come to me. If you were to have like a hundred people who just joined your, like who, who maybe like come across you, um, what sort of breakdown would you feel they would fall into that kind of the consumer, the connector, the builder, and the leaders? Is it like like five of them would like one or two of the the, the hundred would be a leader, and like ninety of them would be a consumer? Where where is that kind of fallen? Because I think I think in the, in the last maybe like five years, maybe not even five years, there's been a bit of a switch in the industry where there's a lot more consumers than there seems to be leaders now. Um, there's a lot more like companies are very focused on, on product. Whereas from when I grew up, it was sell the dream, build the team, sell the dream, build the mm -hmm. team. Da, 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 da. So what would you feel would be the, the break, the breakdown with, with that? You know what? I think you're right. There might be one or two leaders out of that hundred, you know, out mm -hmm. of the, 
out of the hundred, you might have 30 that actually stick around to be consumers of the product, right? Mm -hmm. And then you just keep chunking that down as well. Um, that's what that's what I think. And that's why I get it's always just really important to get get underneath them, find out perhaps what their why is, find something that sparks them. Um, I guess sometimes, Fraser, as you had mentioned earlier, I am have always been very self-accountable, self-motivated. You know, Tom would tell you that when I get something on my mind or a goal, uh, I'm kind of like a horse with blinders on. I'm not looking to the right. I'm not looking to the left. I'm just straight forward. And I don't get distracted easily. Even right now, people still say, Denny, how do you how do you still stay so consistent? And I tell them, you know, it's always because because my vision for my future has always been stronger than my ability to become distracted. Um, you know, back to the wake surfing during the pandemic and I wasn't traveling. I knew that I wanted to put myself in a very uncomfortable situation and do something that I quite frankly, I sucked at and I wasn't good. And that's one reason I decided to wake surf. And just like with everything in life, we always see the glory, but we don't know the story. I even have a video of some of the clips of people all the times I was just falling, smashing on my face, fall after fall after fall after fall, until at some point you're like, I'm up, I'm kind of like moving, I'm kind of cruising a little bit. But that's exactly what it's going to be like in your business. You've got to be well willing to fail forward very, very often, because as you had mentioned earlier, Fraser, like the skiing, you're just going to get better um, with anything in life, even with my new golf that I'm taking up, you know, it does come down to those 10,000 hours of deliberate, persistent, consistent effort over time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I often shudder to think, what if I'd said no, Fraser? to my opportunity and also to my own personal development. You know, a couple of years ago, well, years ago, I remember I was in Norway and Sweden. So I think I was, that was about eight years ago. And as you know, everyone speaks, you know, five, six languages there, but it was being translated into Swedish. And I didn't understand the words, but the same emotion that I see when these stories are told in English you know, sometimes you guys, those things are universal, what can be felt. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I literally um, sat in the back of the room, Fraser, and I just started to cry like a, a little girl, because I thought, what if, what if I hadn't opened my mouth? What if I had decided this was too hard? What if, what if, what if, because you kind of alluded to this, I always tell people the goal of network marketing is to plant a seed and water it well, like you're talking about with these people, that can literally grow into a tree and leave shade for generations. Mm. And that's kind of where am I at now in my career, this 30,000 foot flyover. You know, I often see that with my own grandchildren. Now I have 10, Fraser. What starts to happen with your own children when you put in the effort and when you put in the own effort with your organization and um, it becomes extremely worthwhile when you realize I didn't quit, it becomes extremely sweet. And to know the lives that you can change, nowhere, you know, like you had said, I can't imagine my life without knowing all these people literally around the globe who, there are people who retire to live the kind of life that we've lived, to have relationships, mm -hmm. to be able to travel. And to even right now with my husband retiring, I've always said, isn't it incredible that we get to still retire with purpose, yeah. to travel and to always 
you know, have our minds so engaged. And uh, I'm certainly not retiring anytime soon because I'm, people will say, are you going to retire, Denny? I'm like, retire from what? <laughs> Traveling the world, making an impactful difference to people. How does it get any better than that? No, it, it's amazing. And you, you mentioned something that kind of reminded me of something. So I was, I never understood how powerful network marketing was when I was a kid mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids would, it was come to like, you know, when you bring, bring your parents day or whatever, like when you talk about what your mm-hmm. parents do and they would say, oh, firefighter, doctor, policeman, um, traffic warden, whatever. And I was always asked, what's your dad doing? I say, he, my mom and dad help people make money. And they were like, well, how? I said, I don't know. They just, they just help people make money. And when I hit about 18, 19, and I started to realize my mom and dad have made a ridiculous amount of money, but I've <laughs> seen them work every single day. Right. I've seen them work and I've seen the progression. If my dad was a surgeon, he could have saved lives. He could have made a lot of money too. I would never have seen him work. Right. And I think seeing that work ethic and seeing that progression of going from here to here has been one of the greatest things that, that I've ever seen. And I want to pass on to other people. And I think it's something that we don't, we don't think about enough as network marketers, especially when we're texting our teams. You can't, your kids can't hear what you're texting, right? And the word clarity comes from the word clear. And the last three letters of the word clear is E-A-R. We have to hear it. We can't, we can't just see it. So I think a lot of people, I mean, you're very good at it, clearly, you know, in terms of you're seeing yourself 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line and thinking, will I be proud or will I be ashamed? Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't, they're thinking, oh, it's been a bad week in my business, this. Oh, I didn't make, as, yeah. I didn't make enough money to cover my auto ship or my monthly subscription. So for the challenge for you guys who are maybe thinking that, I would start voice, no- voice noting, set- setting voice notes, and then literally putting a reminder in your phone for 24 hours after to go listen to it. But when you're doing the voice note, say, hey, fr- hey Fraser, it's uh, 2022, it's 2032 today. Uh, it's October there, blah, 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 2032. You're 43, 44 years old. It's a great day. I can see out the window of your penthouse apartment and And if you believe in it, then it'll happen. If you don't believe in it, it won't happen. And it's something that I've done, not done it. I've done it, used to do it with dictaphones for those who remember dictaphones. I used to do it with dictaphones and it's funny, everything that I used to say has come true. Everything, every single thing. And I just don't think people, I just don't think people do enough of that. So Denny, I, I massively appreciate you so, so much. Every time, I, every time I go to events, especially it's always the European coming into America. So it's always a little bit of the outsider coming in. You've always made me feel so welcome, so warm. Um, I'll tell you guys this, when you go to Eric Warre's house and you don't know as many people, you haven't known them as long as everyone else has known each other. Sometimes you can feel like the new person, the new kid at school, but the top, top two people in this profession make everyone feel warm and welcome. And Denny's one of them. And as, as well as your husband, he's, he's an absolute legend. He was so happy. He's always smiling. I can, he's probably smiling even more now. And I just, I'm so grateful for your friendship, your leadership and everything that you do to change so many lives. And thank you for spending, you know, the 40 odd minutes with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Fraser. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about you with you as well, you guys. And I just write this down as with anything in life, there is pain in the process, but there is pleasure in the payoff. The discomfort that you're going to face is really the currency of your dreams. 
let me say that again. The discomfort that you face is the currency of your dreams because you are going to be uncomfortable. And once you decide to embrace that, watch what starts to happen in your life. And, uh, you know, I want to tell you, Frazier and I, we believe in you. We believe in your dreams and we look forward to seeing them happen. So, so guys, if you're listening to this podcast right now, what I want you to do is I want you to take a screenshot of what's on your device right now. I then want you to go over to onto Instagram and I want you to post this screenshot onto Instagram. Tag me at Fraser Brooks online. And Denny, what's your what's your Instagram handle? At at Denny Robinson Networker. There you'll find it. Oh, easy. Right. So go at Denny Robinson Networker at Fraser Brooks online. And then maybe write something on there just to say what your big bingo moment was, your big takeaway, what your big lesson was. Uh, maybe even write on there, I'm going to grit it, not quit it. Uh, just let Denny know that we appreciate her time and you guys tuning in. So with that being said, thank you so, so much for tuning in to this episode of the Network Marketing Ninja Podcast. I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Denny, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Fraser. Have a great day. Hey, 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 legend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episode of the Network Marketing Ninja podcast. Feel free to subscribe to the channel and share it with your network marketing friends, as well as checking us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of the Network Marketing Ninja podcast.